What promises did your parents make to you when you were growing up? I find it interesting that studies show that among the things children most remember from childhood are times of trauma and pain and also unfulfilled promises. This is Monday, December 12th. I think God made us to live as human beings in in hope. Parents also know this, and it's why we would often promise some reward in the future for a good behavior right now, such as, if you get along with your sister, I'll get you both ice cream this afternoon. Or if you get good grades, you can spend the night over at your friend's house this weekend. I think we're wired to understand promises because our God is a promise-making God. The problem comes later when we don't deliver on our promises. Here's our text for today, Numbers chapter 23, verse 18 to 20. Rise, Balak, and hear. Give ear to me, O son of Zippor. God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and he will not do it? Or has he spoken, and will not fulfill it? Behold, I received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot revoke it. Okay, this may sound like an obscure passage to start our week with, but it's important in understanding the power of God at work in our world and in our lives. Here's the backstory. When the children of Israel were making their way through the wilderness, the king of Moab, a neighboring people, could see Israel coming. To fend off what he thought was a threat, the king, his name is Balak, found a prophet for hire named Balaam. He paid Balaam to curse Israel. But God intervened and let Balaam know that he couldn't curse the people that the Lord had blessed. It's really a funny scene. In the midst of his efforts to curse God's people, he tells King Balak the truth. He can't curse what God has blessed, and God is not about to change his mind or go back on his promises. Now, this idea of cursing Israel is a bad idea, he says, and it's going to backfire on you. You see, Balaam is not even a prophet of the Lord, but he might as well be at this point. Because he's telling Balak the truth, God always fulfills what he promises. He always follows through on his word. Now our Advent study this month, we're looking at the places connected with the birth of Jesus. Two weeks ago, it was Jerusalem, the place of hope. The week after that, it was Nazareth, how God works in obscure places to bring about his plans. And this week, we consider the town of Bethlehem and how Jesus had to be born there to fulfill the promises of God. Now, as Luke tells us the story of Mary and Joseph, we find them in Nazareth and wonder how Jesus was going to be born where God promised he would be born. It seems that often the promises of God look quite impossible to us. We cannot see how God will accomplish what he said or how God could do something, and in one action, for example, how is he going to cover the sins of the entire world? Or in this case, how God will bring Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem in time for Jesus to be born. They don't live there, 
Indeed, they live halfway across the country. But remember the words of Balaam. Do you think God will speak and then not do what he said? No, that's not going to happen. And yes, God promised that his son would be born in Bethlehem. Hear the words of the prophet Micah. He delivered these words to the people of God over 700 years before Jesus was born. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Now this is what God promised to do. The Messiah would be born not in Nazareth, but in Bethlehem. You see, God is not only a promise-making God, he's a promise-keeping God. The Gospel of Luke tells us that world events had a census that was required to placate Rome that brought Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem as God had promised all those years earlier. One wonders if Mary and Joseph grasped all of this as they were making the journey. Likely they had no understanding of how great a story they were living in at the time. I think this is true of your story and mine. You don't know all that God has done to redeem you and all that God has done to shape your life and make you part of his plan. It may be that as years go by, you will look back and trace the Father's hand, but rarely we can see this. We see through a glass dimly, but it's true nonetheless. God is at work fulfilling his promises, bringing his purposes to completion. It is that that we rest in every day. Not just that God has promised, but that God can bring about all that he has promised for us in Christ. That's our joy and hope. And it's why Christmas is such a special time for us. We're reminded that what God has begun in Christ, he will bring to completion in our lives. Let's pray together. Faithful and everlasting God, you create out of nothing. You constantly bring life to our world. Help us to see Jesus so that we might grow in confidence in your goodness and also so that we might praise your name. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.